It's tea time. That's right. And we're a little late today and a little bit of technology issues. Of course, Miss Liz always has that. But we are here. And today we have an incredible guest joining us all the way from Israel. That's right, Israel. And she's going to be sharing her TEA with us today and her incredible movement. So be sure to grab your tea, grab your coffee, grab anything that you'd like to join and leave your comments, questions and all that in the in the comment section and I will pull those up during the show. Now we will do the disclaimer and then I will do a little intro on Effie and um, and a little bit on mothers learn how to identify. So a little bit about the disclaimer. So disclaimer for Miss Liz's Tea Time live shows. Miss Liz myself is going live using StreamYard. Before leaving a comment, please grant StreamYard permission to see your name at StreamYard.com. Please be advised that the content brought forward for any Tea Time show hosted by myself, Miss Liz, is always brought forward in good faith. However, may bring forward dialogue and opinions that are not representative of my platform. The facts and information are perceived to be accurate at the given time of airing. All Tea Time guests and audience participation are responsible for using their good judgment in taking any action that may relate to this discussion. The content brought forward may include discussion for some where it may be emotionally at risk. It is significant to know that this show is engaging in discussion forms only to offer and inspire awareness and connection and is not providing therapeutical advice. If you have any questions about this disclaimer or the panelists discussion, you may freely contact me, Miss Liz, at bookingmissliz at gmail.com. Moving forward, should you choose to voluntarily participate in today's show in any, any aspect, I, myself, Ms. Liz, welcomes you. And should you feel that this show is not made for you at this time, I will see you at a later show at a later time. So now let me get my incredible guest in here all the way from Israel, Effie Fadada. I think I said it right. <laughs> Welcome, Fadida, Effie. Fadida. <laughs> Fadida, Fadida. I'm going to learn some new languages as I'm, I'm, as I'm going with these tea times. Today I'm going to sure. learn a little bit of Hebrew, I think. So, Effie, I'm going to let you introduce yourself since we're running a little late. And, that, and anybody who would like to know more on Effie as an individual, check out Miss Liz's Facebook page. And if you miss anything, Effie, I will bring it up as you were sharing. And I'm just going to jump in and get some links and get all of that fixed. And the floor is all yours, so I'll let you take over. So, uh, as I said, my name is Effie Fadida. I'm a lawyer and a social entrepreneur and uh, founder of uh, a movement, a social movement called All Women Unite. And what we do is social projects to enhance and empower women in different aspects. Um, we uh, created a day, a Memorial Day for the victims, uh, the women victims of uh, violence against women. And it uh, happens a year on, on February 2nd, all across the country of Israel. And some, uh, some uh, Israelis uh, also um, do the Memorial Day in different countries around the world. Also ambassadors of Israel around the world are sharing this day. And the purpose of this uh, Memorial Day is to um, actually raise awareness um, that um, mur murder of women, just because they're um, being women, um, is just a very um, spreading, <laughs> spreading disease, I, I would say, across the, the world. And um, in Israel alone, uh, there are 20 women murdered in average every year, and most of wow. the time by their spouses. And uh, this year, we're not even at the end of the year, and already um, 14 women have been mur murdered. Some of them are murdered by their sons, uh, their husbands, their families, and it's not um, 
cultural thing. It's just, uh, it can happen to anyone. And uh, I know that on, in countries around, in, around the world, uh, this phenomenon is also spreading. So, um, so this is one of our projects. Another project that we have is called Something from the Gut. It's a photo and poem competition for women uh, artists. And the purpose is to uh, enhance women creative, creative, creative uh, um, aspects of women. And we have um, a show. We have 62 women that are that are the winners of this competition every year. And then there's a show around uh, that uh, is traveling around Israel to in different uh, cities around Israel. And we also produce a very nice. Uh, um, book with this, with the photos and the poems that uh, of the winners of the competition. So uh, that's uh, some of the projects that we make we're doing um, this year. So a little bit about Effie. I, I we had a little glitch, so I was just getting links in that while she was sharing. So I do have the links back in, so you can see that she has a Facebook page here. She also has an Instagram page and a website. So we'll we'll pull those up as she's sharing more on. But today I have Effie on here because we want to talk about the movement that you have going on called Mothers Learn How to Identify. So a little yeah. bit about mothers who learn how to identify. How did it start and what is the meaning behind it? And what is your goal for that movement? Okay, so first of all, mothers learn to identify. They're learning to identify sexual abuse in the children. And uh, I began uh, this project because, uh, at least in, the, in Israel, the statistics are very worrying. And uh, the statistics that I studied uh, uh, say that uh, six, only 6% six of all children that are sexually abused are being treated and are being reported to the police. And out of the 6%, which is so low, out of the 6%, 80% are reported after 10 years. Wow. So a child that, be, that, is, that has been um, molested or sexually abused when he was five, will only report, if he reports, he'll report at the age of 15. So for 10 years, there's so many year, uh, children that are walking around with nobody knows that they've been uh, molested, that they've been uh, uh, sexually abused. And what I, I tried to understand is why um, it takes so long and why are the statistics so low? And what I realized is that mothers don't know how to identify if their children have been uh, sexually abused. And even though it's even worse than that, because we don't even want to know, not because we're bad mothers, but because it's so horrible. Even think that our ch child has been hurt, that we prefer to think it's anything else but that. So we would rather have him have like uh, problems in school or think it's something else, somebody's bullying him or whatever, but not think that he was hurt. And uh, the other thing is that um, we have organizations here in Israel and I think around the world um, that do like um, lectures uh, in schools or for parents. But the problem is that the, the mothers don't come to the lectures because if I come to a lecture like that, first of all, it's such a sad, it's such a sad subject. It's not, I, I'm so scared of it. I don't want to find out anything about it. So I won't come because of that. And the other thing is, what would it say about me if I come to a lecture like that? Maybe something happened to my children. What will other people say about me? So even though they have these lectures, not a lot of parents show to the lecture itself. So I was trying to kind of, kind of um, try to solve this uh, um, problem, and uh, I've been um, conducting um, women's circles for over 20 years, um, and every month, and um, I understood that the the um, method of of a women's circle could be a good solution to this problem, 
And what I wanted to create is communities of mothers from all over the country. And to, in each city, we'll have a community of mothers learn to identify. And the mothers will come for a social uh, gathering of like a woman's circle. And uh, they will learn how to identify, how to be a more attentive parent, how to speak to the child in order to, to find out if something happened. And um, because it's a social gathering, um, it's more likely to happen and more, it's more likely that uh, mothers will come. And uh, we also kind of, um, uh, we um, did a, um, uh, like in our, um, in our marketing, we used um, different, uh, like uh, eyes, eyes with hearts to kind of uh, show um, that it's not a subject we need to be scared of, to kind of make it a little less scary to speak about. And what we're going to do with this, um, with this uh, project, we actually are going to have um, community managers throughout the country. We're going out with a pilot of 12 different cities in Israel. Um, they're going to go, um, the, the community managers are going to have this um, uh, six months training where they're going to learn how to build the community, how to conduct the meetings, and how to, uh, how to create uh, the community and also how to connect with the uh, municipal uh, offices in the city and to make all the connections so everybody is connected and no child is falling in between the cracks and, uh, and is uh, being treated and uh, actually observed and found. And, and uh, if something happens, we would know about it. So that's the project, and uh, we're very excited about it. I've been building this thing for two years now, and uh, I'm very excited that it's coming, actually coming to fruition this October. Uh, in a month, they're going to have less than a month. They're going to have. They're going to start the course for the community managers. We have a great team of twelve excited and enthusiastic women that are going to lead um, this in their community. So, Effie, are we doing this world, like, are you starting in Israel or are you having training worldwide? Like, how's that going to work? We are going to start the pilot in Israel okay. and see how it goes. It's going to be in 12 cities, as I said. The cities are different kinds of cities with different kinds of, uh, of uh, population. Some are more, um, more religious, some are more... Um, um, not religious, <laughs> different kinds, and yeah. we're going to see how it works. And then after this pilot, we are hoping that the government is going to fund this and uh, and and think that this is a really good um, solution to actually reach out into the community and find out the kids that nobody knows about what happened to them and treat them and heal them. And uh, we also know the statistics say that uh, kids that have been um, molested or child or abused when they were little, they grow up to be very uh, un. Um, they're not very um, uh, healthy adults. They have all kinds of problems with. Um, uh, they sometimes they're bulimic. They're depressed. They tend to want to, to they commit suicide. They're very, uh, they're, they're very hard, hard for them to function like a normal uh, person and uh, find work. And um, we're trying to actually identify as early as we can close to the, to the um, incident so we can uh, try to minimize the effects of this, uh, of this, of what happened on the child, and give them treatment, so they can uh, grow up to be a healthy, uh, normal living uh, life uh, adult. And I'm saying, child, it's for for uh, girls and boys at the age of uh, zero to twelve, the age that we are talking about. Um, it's the same, almost the same statistics for boys and girls. So it's not like they only only girls are going through this. Many, 
little boys are also being attacked and uh, hurt. So, well, we really want to bring that out as well for awareness, right? That boys are affected by this as well. Or, you yes. know, and I'm glad that you brought that up, Effie. Now, you created these glasses that you have people taking pictures of. Uh, I do have a pair of glasses here because they were sent to me so all I. the way from Israel. So, so we're going to put these glasses on. And I want you to explain to, they're going to sit on top of my other glasses. Yeah, explain you can put them on. <laughs> what, what the meaning of the glasses are okay. and what they stand for. So, first of all, we tried to kind of lighten up a little bit the subject and make it a little cool. So people would want to relate to it, what mothers would want to relate to it. So we got a lot of celebrities taking pictures with these glasses. The meaning of the glasses is that we as mothers are looking at our children with kind of like heart-shaped pink glasses. We think that everything is okay. We want to hope everything. We're very optimistic. We want to hope that everything is going on uh, very well in their lives. And the project is offering a, an opportunity to take off the glasses for a second, and look what is really happening in the child's life, and be attentive to their needs and what happened to them. And if everything is okay and nothing wrong happened, we can put up the glasses again and be all happy and uh, optimistic. But if something, if something happened, then we want to know about it, and we want to treat it, and we want to know all the information and how to change uh, to change what happened and help the child um, heal from um, any attempt or anything that happened with the sexual abuse. So that's the meaning of the glasses. We got, we're trying to get uh, 100,000 people to take pictures with the glasses. We have children, we have uh, older people, we have uh, uh, all kinds of uh, uh, celebs taking, uh, celebrities taking pictures of, uh, with the glasses. And um, we really wish that it would spread throughout the world and uh, spend a message that uh, parents, not only mothers, but parents need to be attentive to what is happening with their children. We're so overworked with everything that's happening in our adult life that sometimes we are so much into our phone, for instance, and our social media and whatever we are doing and our work and and everybody else, and we are missing a lot of signs and a lot of signals that the child is trying to uh, tell us. And we also did another thing. I don't know if you have the link, but I'll be happy that if you post it. We created a drawing of um, the, sec the, the signs. It's not, we don't talk about signs because some, some children don't show signs when they were hurt. Mm -hmm. But we are... Um, uh, talking about the principles of how a parent could be attentive and find out uh, if something happened to the child. So we have like this, um, this uh, diagram of uh, a, uh, a drawing of four women and they're like the monkeys, uh, the monkeys in the, the three monkeys, but we have four women <laughs> and one, and one is like look, holding her ears she needs to listen to what is happening uh, with the child. Um, one is um, talking. To, it's a sign of if you want to talk to the child and see what is going on, be interested in what is happening in their lives. One is support. So she has like an arm on the other woman's uh, shoulder to show support. And, um, and the other one is just to be attentive to the environment and the people, the crowd that the child is hanging around in. And sometimes we can get a lot of information from the people that are spending a lot of time with the child, um, people that he keeps talking about, maybe different gifts that he gets all of, all of a sudden, and we want to find out where they came from and different things like that. And our, our being alert is the key to to find out if something happened to our child and we can, tr and, and the other key is to know the information that uh, where to go if I am suspect, if I suspect that something happened, who can I talk to? Sometimes even a doctor or um, dentist can help uh, um, find out if something wrong happened to the child, but also teachers in the school, counselors, 
and people that are spending time, maybe close friends, yeah. that are spending time with the child. Uh, well, I'll have to get that link from you after. I don't have that link, Effie. Okay. But send it to me, and I will put that out there for you as well. Okay, great. So if anybody wanted to get these glasses so that they could help with the with the the movement of uh, getting awareness out there how can they get a pair of glasses well they can write me and i'll send them uh, by mail um okay. and um they can write me on messenger and through the facebook page or instagram dm me um and we are having which we started this thing where we say pass it on like the movie so if you get the glasses, what we ask you is after you take a picture and post it and, uh, and tag us, uh, Mothers Learn to Identify, um, give it to another person and tell them to take a picture and tag us and, and so, so on. So we'll spread the glasses. Don't keep them to yourself. Spread them on so people, more and more people um, can take a picture with them from all over the world. That would be awesome. And uh, what something happened, something very uh, cool happened to us that um, one of the ce celebrities in Israel um, had an interview in the newspaper about uh, her being 30. It, it, she, it was a 30th birthday. And the picture in the newspaper was her with the glasses. Oh, wow. And we didn't even know. And somebody sent it to me. And it was amazing that... Uh, I don't know if she even knows the meaning of the glasses, but she was, it was in the paper and it was, um, uh, it was very amazing. And also another thing that we did when we did our, um, we did a, a campaign to raise money for the project. Actually, if you want to, if you want to support us, that would be great. I'll, I'll give you a link where you can donate if you want a little advertising. Um, <laughs> But um, when we did the campaign, we got uh, football players, soccer players, uh, a whole team of soccer players and the other team to get on the field with the glasses. And we took pictures of them, all the, just imagine all the soccer players with the glasses on. And, uh, and the, in the, the broadcast, in, in the beginning of the game, they talked about the project and about Mothers Learn to Identify. To, wear, to raise awareness because it's, uh, it got, men also need to, uh, to be aware of this problem. And it's not only for women, it's not only for mothers, also fathers, but we are a woman organization. So, uh, <laughs> so this is our field of expertise. But I'm very looking forward for demand of fathers learn to identify. So if men want me to uh, do a project like that, I will be thrilled to to do that with men as well. Well, I love that you brought up the fathers who can identify as well, because it's not only mothers out there, you know, there are fathers out there that are not seeing the signs because they, they believe everything is hunky-dory or they're not home, they're traveling, they're working, you know, so they don't see things. But when they are home, maybe they can see and identify if they know the signs, if they, you know, and I really believe that word of mouth goes really far you know, and I love that you have this pass it on with the glasses because one pair of glasses could get a hundred thousand people. You know, we just yeah. keep passing and passing and passing and That's we can true. actually open some doors with some awareness of just a pair of glasses. And before the show, we were talking about uh, a song called the rose color glasses where it, yeah. it blinds us from what's happening on in life. Right. Sometimes we got to take those glasses off and we have to look at the hard stuff and the topics that we don't want to talk about like today's show so Effie you have always been a social activist from what I'm gathering and from what yeah. I've what I've seen in your bio what has it been about the activist lifestyle that has really drawn you into it what I really like to do is to create projects that are groundbreaking that have never been done before that even though my ideas don't seem to be um, so out there or very technological or whatever, but many, many times, even uh, something like creating a day of a Memorial Day for uh, women who were murdered uh, because of violence against women, sometimes something like that can go so far. And um, 
when I started, for, for instance, this project of the Memorial Day, um, nobody wanted to talk about the subject. I tried to uh, get the press to talk about it. And one of the uh, radio anchors told me, listen, this subject, we already talked about it so many times. We, you know, it's not, it's an old thing. We don't want to talk about it anymore. But you know, if you bring me a woman from the Arab society that is now being threatened by her husband and to interview her, then I will do it. <laughs> so, so I told him, why don't we just have a murder on like live? Because if a woman like that will talk on the radio, she, next day she won't be alive. She yeah. won't, she won't survive. And it was so amazing to me how he didn't understand the meaning of what he was asking. And all he could see was like the, you know, the rating and, uh, and just to have an interesting interview. And he didn't understand that it's, it's, it's this woman's life that exactly. is at stake when she goes on, on the radio like that. And, um, and that was when I started. And um, we made a, a, a huge, a huge change in this subject in Israel. And I'm not taking credit for everything that other people have done. But this Memorial Day has started more and more things and riots and different things that, not riots, but um, uh, um, campaigns and different um, uh, um, people will come out in the streets and with signs and, and try to change this. And the awareness to the subject uh, went from zero from a topic that nobody talks about to a topic that now is every day on the news. Now, a lot of things happened in Israel. A lot of uh, very um, influential women were murdered uh, in the past few years. So that really, um, it uh, helped to yeah. raise the awareness. I wouldn't want uh, them to uh, lose their life for it, but... Uh, but because of that, a lot of a lot of projects and a lot of uh, things have happened. So for me to be somebody who sprouted the the seed to start this is huge, and uh, I want it to I wanted to make a big change, and uh, in the subject of sexual and of uh, sexual um, uh, harassment and sexual um, um, molesti and molestation in, in the kids. It's something that I can't live with. And when I find a subject that I'm saying to myself, I can't live in this world knowing that this phenomenon is happening and I'm not doing anything about it. And um, so even if I can do this project and something, I will save even one child's life. Uh, it will be so huge and so um, meaningful for me. And also with uh, uh, the Memorial Day, uh, we had we have ceremonies and memorial ceremonies around the country. We bring the families of the of the murder victims, and they talk about their children, their their uh, daughters, and their stories. And it brings a lot of healing. And another thing we talk about is the red lights that we need to um, uh, know about in order to to be. Um, to not uh, get involved in a very poisonous uh, relationship or to know that we are in, uh, um, maybe we're in, in uh, uh, a relationship that is very hazardous to us. And we talk about this and then in the meetings and in this memorial services, this women come to support the subject and all of a sudden they hear the red lights that we're talking about and they understand that they are in a, um, violent uh, relationship and they didn't even think that violence could be emotional, it could be financial and I keep telling this story about, uh, I went to my uh, uh, manicurist and she told me oh this woman that was just before you she was here yesterday and she, I did her nails and I, 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 I painted her nails red and she was so happy and she went home so happy and today she came back and she asked me to change it to pink, to light pink, because her husband 
doesn't allow her to have red fingernails. Mm -hmm. And it seems like it's such a small thing. It's not, what, what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. So he doesn't like red, but it's not that because a violent relationship is a control issue. And the, the, the man, he thinks that the woman is his um, property. And he starts with the little things of not painting the fingernails or what she's wearing. And then she, he says she can't see her friends and she can't see her family and, he, and she can't go to work. And, and it's a control issue. And when you understand that you need to put boundaries and, and, and stop at the fingernails and yep. stop and, 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 and so that can save you. Because, because it's the little things that build and escalate the relationship. And the more control you give him, the more you say to yourself, oh, I'm not going to fight with him about such as, you know, about my dress. I don't, want to, I don't want to ruin the relationship. I'll just change and wear something else. The more you do that, the more you give in to the violence. And uh, it ends up with, with uh, hitting. And it ends up with... with some of the times with murder. So well, I, um, I noticed that you do a lot of sign awareness, you know, and I, and I, and I, and I appreciate all the signs that you're giving out because as a survivor of domestic violence myself, that it is the little things. They start with the little things they Nick and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then yeah. eventually someone says, well, I didn't see those signs because <laughs> yeah. you didn't pay attention. You know, you didn't and, want to, you didn't want to see most of the time, yeah. it's, it's the same glasses. It's the same pink glasses that we put up in a relationship. And we want to believe that he loves us, that it's, it's, a, it's a romantic thing. And uh, it's not like we were meant, we, we are trained to believe that it's so romantic when somebody's so jealous for you and, so, uh, and, and doesn't want you to see anyone. He wants you all to, her, to himself. And you think, wow, he loves me so much. But that's a very, very um, poisonous sign. Because when, when he wants you all to, your, to himself, he won't let you do anything. And uh, he can lock you in the house. So he will have you like his toy all to himself. Yeah. And uh, another one of, of, uh, of this, of another one, it's not a sign, but something... There was a murder in Israel of this woman. Everybody was shocked from that she was murdered. She was um, a counselor, a marriage counselor. She had 15,000 fo women followers. Uh, she would give advice on relationships. And she was like a guru of relationships. And her husband, that she kept talking about how he's amazing and their great relationship, um, one day, I'm sorry about the graphics. He tied up the children together and he murdered her in front of them. And uh, her murder was so shocking to the whole women community because it was so unexpected. And after they, and nobody knew that she had problems. She kept, because she was a relationship guru, yep. she didn't want to tell anybody that she is having problems herself. And, um, after this happened, we gathered together a lot of uh, women uh, organization leaders and we tried to figure out what is the one message that we can send out to women to try and save them, to try and help them um, and, and kind of like um, stop the next murder from happening. Yeah. And the message that we got, uh, it was... Um, Everybody agreed on that, that our message would be, don't break up alone. Don't try to end the relationship when you're alone without any help, without any support. Share it with friends, share it with family, tell people what is happening. Because when you want to break up the relationship, this is when you are most danger. This is when the... Um, the husband or the um, the spouse or whatever he uh, will be most threatened that he's going to lose you, 
And this is when he is going to be most violent and will going to want to stop you and even murder you. So never break up a relationship alone. Always tell friends, get counseling, try to get the support of your family and uh, uh, maybe women's organizations. Cry for help before you do it because um, if you get help, you can, you, you can prevent a very bad thing from happening to you. And that, that was our message. But it was a unanimous uh, vote from all the women's organizations in Israel. And I think it's, I think it's a worldwide uh, message yeah. to all women who go through domestic violence and now. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, Effie, and I like that you brought that up, that it is worldwide because, and this is why Tea Time is global because the issues are not just in one country. They are worldwide. Mm -hmm. Abuse is worldwide. Uh, mental health is worldwide. You know, uh, children with no education is worldwide. It is not just one country. And this is why Tea Time needs to be global. And this is why we have to have guests from around the globe so that we can bring awareness because there are incredible movements and projects like Ify's that mothers learn how to identify that need to come into Canada, that need to come into the United States, that need to be worldwide, you know? And this is why we serve these teas and we serve strong, hard teas. So for the viewers and listeners out there that do tune into Tea Time and watch the replays and the live shows, I really do appreciate you tuning in for the hard topics because that's what we do is we serve hard, strong tea here. We do have a couple comments that are coming in that I wanna bring up if you so that you can see They've been putting them up as we've been having a conversation and they're coming in from Twitch. So I, I would really like to show them to you and get your feedback from some of the comments. So I'll read them out to you and then you can uh, reply to them. So I, I believe they're coming all from the same person. So for a young child, it is difficult for them to understand what such, what such kind of harassments are. I can understand why it goes such lengths without a report. Yeah. They don't understand what happened to them. They don't no. understand that it's wrong. And sometimes it's it's so it's so um, horrible to think about. But sometimes it's the parents. Sometimes it's the father. There's also cases of mothers molesting their children, grandfathers. It it could be the people that they trust the most, so they don't understand that it's happening or that it's bad. Exactly. Um, I have one. One story that uh, I was told from one that shocked me. So I don't know if I should tell it, but. Um, well, I'm just going to finish up with these comments that are okay. coming in. Yeah. And, okay. then, and then we'll get that. And then, I, of course, this is your time. This is your tea time. And we want to share those stories because okay. we want to get those stories out there. And for the listeners and viewers, please be notified that today's tea time is a trigger. If it is triggering you, please, I will not be offended if you feel that you need to tune out because it's too much and it's too heavy. But if it is good for you and it does bring awareness and it does help one person, that's all we're trying to do here is save one person's life at a time, then tune in and please share this tea time out there so we can get this awareness out there. So I, I do believe they are coming from the same person, Effie. So that she continues to say, I come from a family where such abuse did not take place. It can be easy to forget that not everyone is as lucky as I was. And that is true. Not every family is full of abuse, but there are people that live with abuse. The next comment she put was, I have noticed as the cultural changes have occurred and more women are being labeled as Karens, it has opened the door to increase abuse. We are tolerating things we shouldn't be because we don't want to be labeled with a stigma. And if anyone doesn't know what a Karen is, is someone that is overreacting and causing yeah. trauma and drama and that. But, you know, some of these Karens that are out there, I, I, I support them because they are actually bringing awareness as well to some topics. But some of them are a little over the top. So, Ify, I want you to share the story that you were talking about before I read out okay, the comments. Okay, so this story is totally a trigger. So if anybody has been abused as a child or has gone through um, abuse, please don't listen now because I, I'm really, I don't want to hurt anybody. But uh, this story shocked me so much because um, there was, it, it's, it's, 
how things get I, how things get find how how people find out that the child has been uh, abused and um, this uh, girl was uh, spending time with her father and his friend and uh, her her friend was was the father's friend's daughter and they went um, they went on this uh, farm where there were horses and the horses um, were actually um, um, having sex <laughs> uh, and uh, the the girl said to her girlfriend she said oh this is what me and grandfather are doing when she wow. saw the horses and uh, the the fathers were far away they didn't hear it but her friend uh, went and she told uh, the counselor at school and she told the parents and that's how they found out what the grandfather was doing to the child so so it's so hard to even conceive for a woman for a mother that her father is doing this to her daughter that it's 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 no no wonder that nobody wants to talk about it these things are so horrifying and they're so hard to comprehend and we don't want to believe that people can do such things to children and uh, we want to believe that our world is full of good people and that nothing bad would ever happen to our children but unfortunately um, the bad is out there it's out there and we need to prevent we need to prevent this by teaching our children what to be aware of and to speak to us and to be attentive to what they're speaking about and who is spending time with them and and what is going on with them in order to um, to save them and to save their health and uh, treat them as close as, as possible if an incident like that happens. Well, I'm glad that you brought that story up, uh, Effie, because for me growing up, it was family danger, not stranger danger. And we, we do so much awareness on stranger danger, but we don't do enough awareness on family danger. The incest that is going on in families, children that are being victimized by family members like grandfathers and grandmothers and and aunts and uncles and all that. Um, and this is something that I speak strongly on because I am a survivor of incest. My family was my danger. It wasn't the outside world, it was the inside world. So we need to really bring awareness. And by having mothers identify the signs and fathers identify the signs, we can save a child's life by saying, you know what, what you're doing is not right. You might be my wife, you might be my husband, you might be my aunt or my uncle or my grandfather. What you're doing to my child is not right, you know? And we can remove these people from these ch children's lives and we can yeah. save these children. And I and you had mentioned when you first started sharing, Effie, about the age of 15. Do you know why it's the age of 15 that kids feel comfortable coming forward? It's not the age of 15. It's 10 years after it happened. Okay. So it could be 18 if it happened at age 10, at age nine. But what the statistics say that after, only after 10 years, the children are speaking about it. Sometimes they don't speak about it ever. I was speaking to a woman and telling her about this project and she told me, I, can't, I have to tell you my story. Uh, she's 35 and she was going through a divorce. So she went to a therapist and the therapist tried to, started to talk to her and all of a sudden she started having visions of, of something in her mind that she didn't even, wasn't aware. And in the therapy sessions, she found out that she was molested. She was um, sexually abused by her nanny, her male nanny, when she was four years old. They lived in some kind of African country. The parents were always at work. And uh, the nanny, the, the, this guy that was supposed to be, take care of her was uh, hurting her all the time. And she, there, there is a mechanism in our brain that um, kind of uh, pushes this, this information away or what happens away. So we become two people, um, the person that was hurt and the person that lives the regular normal life. And um, so for 35 years, for 30 years, she didn't even know that this happened to her and it just it she found out on you know all of a sudden at, at this 
later age and uh, now she has to she wants to get treatment for for this so and it makes her understand a lot of things about how she lived her life and whatever happened to her and, and her feelings so people and 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 this is not only women um, when I talk to men old men older men like 40 50 uh, some guy is like 40 years old he said, when I told him about this project he said this is what happened to me I was hurt and my mom didn't know and my mom didn't do anything about it she didn't even suspect that something happened so it, it's a huge secret and uh, kids don't talk about it and what in my studies I also talked to about a lot of people who treat um, kids that have been hurt and they say that there are that the um, the um, assaulter uh, I don't know the, the, the person the abuser yeah thanks <laughs> the abuser um, he, he can he can act in two in two ways one is threats like if you tell anybody what happened I will kill you I will harm you I will harm your family I will say that you're crazy whatever. But the other way is, 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 more, is, is more dangerous because the other way is let's keep it our little secret. We, this, we have this special love between us. Nobody would know about it. This would be our own little secret. Don't tell anybody because it's our little secret. It's just between the two of us. And the child feels he has this special connection with this person and he wants to keep the secret and he doesn't tell. So that's the reason why they, um, one is, is like really, really strong fear, fear of death, fear of something that really bad is going to happen to me. So I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. And the other one is, is another, is another, um, is something if you convince yourself that this is good. This is the best thing that ever happened to you. It's a great secret. This is the, um, essence of the relationship of the friendship and you want to keep it and you're afraid that this friend this good friend is going to go away and uh so you don't say anything yeah. um so we have a couple more comments coming in uh from the same person okay. again so i'm just going to bring those up so you can see those okay so it says effie's made good points it's such good things to occur in my if in my family, I would have never considered grandparents could be the cause. I would never have even suspected it. And that's so true because grandparents are the first people that people will say, no, 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 your grandparents are just older. You know, they didn't mean to touch you there. They might, you know, their hands might have slipped. You know, there's so many different reasonings behind, uh, you know, or people that just want to put those colored glasses on and they just don't want to see the real truth because it actually hurts them. So, mm. and another good point that the, this uh, viewer is making is an incorrect ac accusation of abuse can cause great damage to an individual. What should be done if there is a su suspicion of abuse, but you are not certain if it has occurred. So, so what, what would you say about that? Lot, one? Yeah. Um, this is uh, more of, a, of, of the law here that actually we are very scared to put words in the child's mouth because when um, uh, the police is uh, investigating if something happened and uh, they have suspicious, suspicion that the parents actually told the kid what happened and not let the child speak for himself, it can ruin the the whole case. So um, there's you can go to the family doctor. You can talk to the um, to the teachers. You can go to a dentist. A dentist can identify if uh, something has been put in the child's mouth um, and and caused a damage. Um, sometimes in the in the, uh, sexual organs or the rectal area or it's you you can you can uh, first get um, an opinion from a doctor before you go further yeah. and uh, a doctor will also um, most of the time know and and uh, help you and tell you what to do 
there's different uh, organizations, there's hotlines, uh, I think throughout the globe, hotlines you can call and ask and get, um, get support and also get information on what to do and who to call in your specific country. Uh, I know in, uh, in Israel there's hotlines for, for religious people, for gay people, for, for children, for adults, for women, for men. There's so many helplines that you can call and they'll have the information. And also the um, social services in your city uh, might be a good place to, to go. And before you do anything, um, if you even suspect, try to connect somebody and, uh, and get advice on how to act. Because if you make a mistake in this area, you can, uh, you can actually ruin the chance to uh, do something and, uh, and uh, punish the, the abuser. Yeah. Um, and it's very difficult. If it, 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 we were talking about the family, if it's in the family, it's very, very difficult. It is. And um, in Israel, the statistics are that 80% of the abuse is from people that the child knows personally. So it can be a teacher, it could be a mother, a father, a grandfather, it could be a close friend in school, um, it could be a neighbor. So a lot of the cases are people that are close to the child. And uh, there's, it's, it's more rare. It's, it's funny because in, in the movies, we always see this really villain, this really bad guy that nobody knows and he's attacking us and it's, it's coming out of nowhere who it is and whatever. But um, uh, in, in life, there's very few cases, at least in Israel, that the abuser is a stranger, a complete stranger. So there's like maybe 6% it's uh, like a serviceman that comes to the house to fix something, and 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 maybe three percent uh, somebody that you walk on the street and attacks you, and and it, this statistics are really bad because if it's somebody from my family and can ruin my family, and I will have to divorce my husband because he is abusing the children, or I can't talk to my father, or I put my father in jail. This is. This is horrible. We can't even we can't even think about it. So this is why the adults also are keeping secrets and are not talking and hoping this will go away. And in connection to the women murder getting murdered and and violence against women, not all women are strong enough to face their molesting husbands or their fathers or whatever. And um, this is why I think this community can help women um, be empowered and get the, the support that they need to be strong and deal with this and give them the information and the help they need in order to save their children. So sometimes the women, the woman, the mother is being abused she, she's, she has violence against her and then also the, the husband is uh, molesting the kids. And, and so, so this is, it, it could be a, a vicious, very difficult situation. Cycle, right? The what? cycle is vicious. The cycle is vicious. And the patterns and the generational cycles, you know, because sometimes a mother is being abused. So she doesn't see the abuse that's happening to her child because she's focusing on her abuse, you know, and saying, well, you know what, I'm the one that's getting hurt. There's nobody else in the family getting hurt. You know, uh, they're only coming at me. They're not going to hurt this one. Or a sibling will say, well, it was only my sister that got hurt, but it might be the whole family that got hurt, but they just want to, they just want to brush it off and say, you know what, no, no, let's just have one person say it happened. And then 10 or 20 years later, you have like the brother or the sister coming out and saying, you know, we're, where they say, you know what, it happened to me too. And, you know, yeah. you always have that afterwards, or you have that sibling that will break the ice and then 
cousins will come out and say, well, it happened to me too. Grandpa did it to me too. Uncle did it to me too. Grand Auntie did it to yeah. me too. And I do really want to bring awareness out that it is males and females that are being abused. It's not just yeah. females, but this, this movement right now is for mothers. So again, yeah. mothers learn to identify. So please check out Ify and her movement. And if you're in Cornwall and you would like to wear these glasses, that I'm going to pass them on. We're going to get some pictures out there. We're going to get some services. We're going to get some people that are going to wear these glasses and get this movement really moving, Effie, for you. Okay, but before we wrap up your tea time, I want to get to know what your tea is. And I think your tea is going to be a strong tea because you are a strong woman and you do make a difference. So if you'd like to share with the listeners and viewers, what is your tea? Okay. So my first, the tea is uh, for truth. And I really believe that the truth will set you free. And, uh, and truth is, is everybody, each one with their own truth. And go with your own truth with your heart. So that's important. The E for me is uh, entrepreneurship. I really believe uh, in uh, creating new things in the world, in bringing your uh, special gifts to the world in new and exciting ways. And I would say that the A is awesomeness <laughs> because oh. I really think that everybody, each person is so awesome and so amazing in just surviving in this life and doing whatever they do in their life to create for themselves and for others. And I want to tell if, if to anybody that is listening and watching this, you are awesome and, and just keep this in mind all the time because i think it's the key to a really empowering life and we have another comment from the this viewer and i really, really want to thank you for tuning in today and sharing your comments because it does take courage to share during topics like this so if you thank you for this interview this has been very good information and it has gotten me thinking about it so that yeah. is what we that's just why that's we what do we're tea here time. for. <laughs> exactly. This is what we do tea time for because we want yeah. people to say, you know what? I never thought of it. I never seen it. Maybe I might have opened my eyes to something. So if anybody yeah. would like to reach you, Ify, how could they reach you? Um as I said, through Instagram, we have an Instagram page uh called uh, Mothers Learn uh to identify. Mothers Learn How in the Instagram. We have um we have, I, you can find me at Effie Fadida on Facebook. Uh, that's the easiest way. And just uh, um, just write me by messenger and I'm sure to respond. I'm really happy to connect with all of you. And I'll, say, I'll, share, I'll share my final vision is that uh, my, my big vision that this is what I want to do for the world is I want to create a, a worldwide women's movement that uh, will help uh, women uh, support each other and connect to each other with um, the slogan that uh, all women unite. Because this is really what I believe in, that we need to unite in order to make changes about the things that are really important for all the women in the world, not only for us, but for many women in so many subjects. And each one of us, if we stick together and if we... Um, create this uh, strong uh, women's uh, movement, we can actually uh, support and change the lives of many women around the world. So I, I hope I really, in, in a few years I'll come to Tea Time and tell you, hey, listen, remember I told you that? It happened. And uh, Well, my goal is to get to Israel because, I, again, I want to thank Gallet Grosser. I want to put a shout-out to Gallet because without Gallet, introducing me to you if he i would not know yeah. about this project and i really want to thank gallet for doing that for me because she's an incredible Galit. woman her name is Galit. 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 i have to my hebrew my tongue needs to roll right so get yeah Galit, Galit. i really want to thank you for for connecting me with effie and effie thank you so much for joining me today on tea time and sharing this movement and incredible and i'll i do want to bring you back so at the end of the year, I do a reunion show and I would love to have you back so you could share more on love movement. And because you're starting in October, I'd love to hear how that goes as well. So let's stay connected and let's really push just movement out there. And for anybody yes, that yeah. is listening, if you would like to know more on Effie, you can find all of her information on Miss Liz's Facebook page, my LinkedIn page, 
and I believe it's on my Instagram page as well. Also, if you'd like to know more, you can check out in the description box of this video. All of her information will be there as well. The donation link will be there for you to help. And the link that she spoke about earlier about the four women. So I will put that up there as well. So you can check all of that out. And again, thank each and every one of you for tuning in and listening to Tea Time. And we will be back at three o'clock. So in a couple hours, I will have a second show. And we will be talking with Dr. Marianne Heal for Daro who is a trauma survivor. So again, today's shows are very heavy. So if they are triggering, I will respect you if you choose to tune out. But if you choose to tune in and you can save a life, share these tea times and let's make a difference together. And we will make a difference one cup of tea at a time. So again, thank you, Effie. And let's stay connected and we will talk very soon. So don't leave. I will talk to you after the show. Okay. Bye, everybody.